Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, TLC Talkers, brand new episode of the Sarah Fraser Show podcast. And it's been a whirlwind. If you are a fan of 90 Day, if you're a fan of TLC Talk, we, uh, well, yeah, we know you're a fan of TLC Talk. That's why you're here on TSFS. Um, if you're a fan of Sister Wives, I mean, Sister Wives is the gift that keeps on giving. Shout out to the listener that messaged me on um, Instagram and said, what are we going to do when this show is over? I said, great point. Excellent point. I mean, thank God for, you know, bringing up, you know, the fearful. I mean, there, you know, <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm lame too. I always say to people, because people message me and they hate Cody and Robin. I'm like, we, you better kiss Cody and Robin's arse. Because there are not many people that would continue to put themselves on television being as disliked as they are. They don't seem to mind. Uh, I think they're signing up for more seasons. Um, so you better like send them a thank you note. Because without them, where would we be? This show has the biggest following. It's amazing. Um, also, speaking of that, by the way, you know, Sister Wives Season 18, Episode 9 aired this past week. Uh, at the end of this episode, I do a review every single Monday 
of the episode from the night before. And uh, I always tack it to Wednesday's episode in case you just didn't get a chance. Because I put out two episodes on Monday. I know that's a lot. So I tack it to the end of this and you can listen to it then. Um, But I will say this, which I meant to say in the review on Monday. You know, people really just like sobbing Robin. But is Robin that bad? McKelty like looks at her like a mother. She and McKelty are very close. She and Tony are very close. Uh, Robin was there on Zoom for McKelty's birth of her twins. They'll always be close. I mean, you know, and Christine did credit Robin for kind of helping McKelty out when she was a teenager or preteen. And, you know, the other family members, the other kids, like you do with some of your siblings, picked on her. She didn't really fit in. And Robin really, like, took to her. So, I mean, don't we have to give Robin a little bit of credit for that, that, you know, Robin must have been a good enough mother to help her out. You know, she couldn't have totally hated Christine if she was willing to become close and be kind and, you know, a support for one of Christine and Cody's kids. I'm just saying. Look, y'all are bring the uh, disagreeing with me, I'm sure. So we have a reported 90-day fiancé breakup of a uh, polarizing couple I will tell you about today. Uh, We also have a lot more information coming out about Gwendolyn Brown, why she wasn't at Christine Brown's wedding. And the big thing I've been getting messages about all week long is, is Cody Brown dating a 25-year-old waitress from Nevada? I did some digging and I'll tell you what I found. Let's start today with a little non- um, Sister wives tea, and then we'll get into all that. So the couple I was referencing in the 90-day universe that is reportedly broken up is Jabri and Miniona. Jabri and Miniona. Do you remember Miniona? All of her hair extensions and uh, spackles, as as Jabri was referred to um, on season nine, last season, of 90 Day Fiancé. Jabri and Miniona were one of the couples. They were not well-liked because he was a musician. She, you know, had this hair company. She, like, they were promoting themselves constantly online. A lot of people felt like he was on the show because he was just promoting his music. Miona kind of came off as a spoiled brat who didn't want to live. They were in South Dakota living with his parents. His mom came off kind of rough. Like, meaning rough as in she was a therapist. She was very judgmental of them. Well, anyhow, this week, they, some, it's brought to someone's attention. And it's funny because I, I don't like, I love all these people that are on reality TV. You know, they're giving us a gift. They're putting themselves out there. People are just relentless and brutal on social media now. They are. I mean, I don't, you know, TikTok to me is a cesspool where really almost now, it, like they just want you to jump in with negative things. Really, I don't think, I don't see a lot. Once in a while, I see like a un- unanimously positive post. But for the most part, I actually think TikTok wants you to troll. I think you get rewarded if you're a troll. So I don't dig a lot into these people's lives. Like when, when people send me a story or if something's out there, like I'll read that. But, you know, they're they're living their lives. They're getting an edit, you know. It's part of their lives are on the show. We don't know all these people in depth. But it was funny because Jabri, I've looked at his Instagram over the past month and I thought, hmm, I don't see a lot of pictures with Miona because they were always showing us like how many uh, wig orders. I think she's, oh, she sells hair extensions and what else? Like, 
eyelashes or something. Anyway, they were always being like, in their Porsche, she just bought a Porsche, like a second Porsche, so they said. And they were down in Palm Springs, and she was always like driving in her Porsche to the um, post office. It was supposed to be going gangbusters. And it's funny, over the past month, we haven't seen them at all. And I actually had reached out to him to see if he wanted to do an interview. And he said, well, I'm going to be traveling. Never mentioned Miona. Not that I said, I actually think I did say, do you and Miona? I should go back and look. Anyway, you know, didn't, passed on the interview for now. But I did think it was funny. So blog outlets have obviously saw what I saw and now have picked up the story and have said that Jabri and Miona are not together. They did digging. All posts of them on both social medias, Miona's and Jabri's, have all of them have been deleted of the pictures of them together. So everything. They went through, they each went through their Instagrams and deleted all pictures of each other. I know this for a fact. He's traveling all fall is what he told me for the rest of the year, which was why he was like not really certain of his schedule wouldn't be available for an interview. She's not traveling with him. She's here in the United States. They both no longer have their wedding bands on. Um, And what was very interesting to me is this story popped off like two days ago. Where is it? Where is it? And on 90dayfiance.news. Dot and dot memes. <laughs> it's a long title. They posted the story, Jabri and Miona break up. He commented, LOL, y'all like some high school kids at the lunchroom spreading rumors. This is exactly why we want to keep our relationship private from this point on. But since then, it appears the comment has been deleted. Y'all, I don't think they're together. I don't. Or they're going through a rough patch. Now, some people have brought it to my attention um, that... These two are lacking attention. And so what is a way to get people talking about them, generate more buzz for her business, is if they stage a breakup. Like he's traveling, so it's a perfect time to, you know, maybe he's traveling overseas to do music. It's the perfect time to generate more buzz. And here we are talking about them. I bet you forgot that Miona Beauty even existed till I just gave it a shout out. And there you go. Could they be doing it for publicity? We'll see. Let's talk about Darcy and Stacy. You could head to Las Vegas, and if you book before November 10th for $2,700, you could have a VIP experience with Darcy and Stacy from 90 Day Fiance. Oh, and it gets better. Florian. Florian and Stacy are married. I do love Florian. Florian's like, he's great. He's a great person. And Georgie. Guess what? Georgie's back in the scene. Georgie and Darcy, 100% together. Together, working it out. I messaged them. I was like, I want to go so bad. They were like, you got to come. They, I, I love Darcy and Stacey. They've done my show at least three times. They're, they're epic. <sighs> now, this experience is a little pricey. 2700 bucks. 2700 big ones, okay? Now, what do you get for that? Get ready for the ultimate reality star experience they write in Vegas with Darcy, Stacey, Florian, and Georgie. A weekend with your new BFFs. Enjoy three days, two nights of fun in Sin City. Our white glove VIP packages are available for a limited number of guests and they will sell out. Includes meals, drinks, and Terra Suite accommodations. Okay. At the Cosmo Hotel, Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. Day one. Join us for drinks and apps at your welcome reception at an exclusive speakeasy where you can mingle 
and really get to know your favorite four reality stars. Day two includes a fireside chat where you can know the stars on a more personal level. Oh my God. You know, and I've always, I said this on my TikTok, Georgie's a masseuse. If I'm paying 2,700 bucks, you better rub my feet. Like, let me see what you got. Get into my glutes. Follow the day with a rejuvenating spa treatment. Well, is it by Georgie? And a five course dine around dinner. Some unforgettable moments partying VIP with our fabulous four friends. Day three, the fun continues with a team yoga session, breakfast, lunch, and hilarious times with your new friends. Executive transportation will take you back to the airport in the afternoon. VIP also gets you access to airport transportation and executive shuttles to all activities. There you go. If you want more info, info at MGX at MGX mgexperience.com for additional information. Full payment is required at the time of booking. Does not include airfare. Must be 21 or older. This must, this is a must attend weekend and will sell out. Are y'all going? I would go in a heartbeat. I would go in a heartbeat. You know, if I wasn't trying, I'm not like bored with myself. I just yawned. Like that was, <laughs> oh my God. I like yawned at my own show. You know what? You know what's boring me? This show. Oh, my God. I don't know where that came from. You ever do that? Like in the middle? I've been in meetings, too, where people like don't mean to and they just like yawn. So embarrassing. They do like a full. They're like, oh, sorry. It's not you. (laughs) Well, it must be kind of me. I'm not exciting you. Um, Look, it wasn't about Darcy and Stacey either. I love them. However, I guess the 20, maybe you lost me at the $2,900. That's a very expensive weekend. Now, it does include your hotel stay. So I guess there's like 600 of it easily, six or 700 of it. Your dinners. All right. Still, though, you got to get yourself there. I would go under different circumstances, but I'm out here in LA now, you know, and I'm trying to buy like a $1.2 million dump of a house. It's 1,100 square feet. So. You know, my handbag collection is hit a pause. My travel plans have hit pause. But let me know if you go because I want a full report. I do think they'd be fun to hang out with. Uh, Let's also go to Hamza. Does everyone remember Hamza and Jasmine from, was it 90 Day the other way or before the 90 Days? Uh, What season were they on? Um, Someone listening will look it up for me and then you'll shout it into your phone while you're listening to this. But Again, there were 90 Day Fiance stars, okay? Now, this one was like big drama because she ended up releasing like behind-the-scenes footage at the tell-alls where she was like, felt like she was coerced by producers to give them more dirt on she and Hamza when there wasn't. And if you recall, the two of them married. He was from Tunisia. She was from Michigan. She's got a fine-ass ex boyfriend or husband named Justin Sandoval shout out to fucking Justin Sandoval he looks like Jason Momoa does anybody know him in Michigan give him my number so sexy oh so fine she's got a couple kids I think with him so they remained close and sources say that was part of when Hamza moved here to the United States they were like a little too close for Hamza okay it all went south all went south. But Hamza and Jasmine do have a daughter together. Kiori Love Mocknight. Mocknight? I think I'm, gonna, I'm probably saying it I know I'm saying it wrong. You guys are much smarter than I am. But anyway, Kiori Love is her name. Okay? She's like a – she's almost two years old. Um, actually, she's two years old uh, this month. She was born in October of 2021. Now – 
Hamza, why this is significant, is Hamza put up a birthday shout out to her, to Kiori, um, and apparently has not seen her for an entire year, says that he loves her, he thinks about her constantly, and he also wrote, no more American women on the on the thing. He, he goes, I'm thinking about my daughter, I love you so much, I can't wait to see you, you're the apple of my eye. By the way, no more American women for me. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you. So he's apparently done with all American chicks. Hope they can work that out. They are officially divorced too, but he's still here in the United States. Good for him if he wants to stay. Um, but it doesn't seem to be getting any better. He is the biological father. Apparently he felt like Jasmine was so close to um, her ex. He thought they were together and that, that, that Kiori could be Justin's. Well, it's not true. His daughter. It's so sad. Like, I don't know. Again, you don't know the inner workings. You just, you hate to see a child pitted between two people. It sucks. Um, let me thank two sponsors. Guys, thank you for listening to my sponsors. Thank you for frequenting them. I know it's not always easy, uh, but I appreciate it. This is my full-time job, and I give you seven episodes a week, nonstop content, and I do it because of you frequenting my sponsors. So purchase from Little Spoon or Dame today. Um, Little Spoon is a subscription box company for kids' foods, meaning that you pick the meals. They have meals for kids from babies all the way up to seven, eight, nine-year-olds, okay? So Little Spoon, you know, amazing. Um, You can get baby blends, biteables, plates, which are for toddlers and big kids that are free of junk and taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters love them. Hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, adventurous eats like pot stickers and whatnot. What I love about it is like order a box. You'll kind of figure out what your kids love, what they don't love, and then you can just reorder all the favorites. Also, it comes right to your door. So flexible, so easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. KJ loves their smoothies. He also loves, they have snacks too, like their fruit ripers, um, which is peelable fruit snack. Um, Those are super easy. He loves them in the strawberry smash flavor, so you can check that out. Um, You can pick the menu. As I mentioned, the price is right. The quality is unmatched. And also, it's a great gift from grandparents too as we head into the holiday weekend. Use my code. I always, always get you a discount, guys, because I want you to enjoy things but at the right price. So make this year's chaos a little more manageable with the time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks for kids that they'll love. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS. Enter my code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash TSFS. Enter the promo code TSFS for 30% off at checkout. Dame. Dame is known for the sex products. Don't you want a vibrator? Dame.com. Use the promo code TSFS. 15% off. Amazing vibrators. Come in awesome colors. I own them. I own like their whole collection. They're fire. Dude, you plug these things in, you use this vibrator with your partner, you can clean them so easily, even with just light soap and water, or they have like an actual vibrator cleaner that sells out constantly amongst that with lube and massage candles. Um, So fire. So check that out. Use the promo code TSFS at checkout. Long battery life. Dame.com. Promo code TSFS. Go, oh, hey, Sarah Frazier sent me and she said the battery life is like unmatched. And then put it to the test, you know, then write to me. <laughs> How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, 
Right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right, Sister Wives, whole bunch of shenanigans coming out. First of all, people are losing their minds on the internet about Isabel. Isabel. It's Cody's 11th child, Christine's fifth child. She's got a sweet, hot new boyfriend. Does anyone know his name? I haven't found his name anywhere. She soft launched him at Christine Brown's. He was even before that on her Instagram, okay? But she brought him to Christine Woolley's, excuse me, Christine Woolley's wedding and then that upped the ante, and now people want to know who he is. Super handsome guy. Um, and people are going nuts about that. They're also going nuts about, although I do have to agree with one Reddit person that I follow. Well, the Reddit, I guess, thread that I follow. You know, people have had every theory under the sun as to why Gwen was not at her mom's wedding. Christine Woolley and David Woolley. I mean, there's been rumors she doesn't like David Woolley. She thinks her mom is moving too fast. She hates TLC production. She feels bamboozled by TLC production because um, when she had her wedding earlier this summer, 
they pressured her. This is like a theory, so I don't know. I don't think this is true, but this is a theory out there. They pressured her to invite Cody and Robin and David Woolley so that David and Robin and Cody could meet and they could film it. Um, there's a lot of speculation too. Gwen's Patreon hasn't been updated in weeks. She also reviews the podcast episodes much like I do. And people have said they're not getting the content that they're paying for. They're unsubscribing. Is Gwen not reliable? People are like way going into this much bigger than possible. However, Gwen did do an AMA recently on one of her platforms. And she says that she did not go to the wedding. She told her mother that she's dealing with a new house with she and her wife. And that she also is doing organic chemistry. That Christine was reportedly fine with it. Removed her from the guest list. And there is no issue. I mean, I think that's pretty true. Now, McKelty and Tony also have, there's like a bazillion kids. They all have their own platforms. McKelty and Tony also have their own show, which I believe is like Patreon. You have to pay for theirs as well. I don't pay for anyone's. Um, They claim they have no idea why Gwen didn't come. So a lot of people are like, well, why aren't they backing Gwen's story? I don't know. But what I do know is, shouldn't we just take it like, I don't know what all the speculation is. Like, I think we should just take it at face value and move on. Gwen says she and Christine are cool. Her mom's fine with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumblings now that Gwen has had issues with Christine. And I do believe McKelty and Tony have alluded to that and said that on their Patreon, which is where we're getting some of this. Also, Gwen turned 22. I forget how young these kids are. Gwen turned 22 this week. And so far, nobody has seen Christine Woolley post anything on her IG story or on Gwen's Instagram. And that's also circulating a lot of things. As are Gwen and Christine speaking on speaking terms? I don't have any insight, but, um, you know, it, like, I mean, I just, I guess that's what Gwen says, you know? And if Gwen doesn't want to get into the drama, what else do we know? It's just a lot of speculation. Oh, there's a lot of good tea this week. Um, okay, so there's that to deal with. Uh, also, reportedly, Janelle has a new man that's been spotted out with her in Flagstaff. If you know this guy, tell him he needs to do the Sarah Fraser show. Get him on here. She was out with him in Flagstaff. He's apparently older than she is. I'm assuming Christine's in her 50s. He wears a cowboy hat. That's like all I know. I mean, isn't that like all of Utah or Arizona? And that doesn't narrow it down for us. Um, I mean, I would love to know more, love to know more. Uh, the other kind of news about the Brown family is Cody Brown has now shut down the family LLC. So the Cody Brown family entertainment LLC, which was started in 2019 and Christine was on it, Mary, Janelle, Robin, all being dissolved. Now, apparently he owns, just owns the own the LLC uh, Dabzark Entertainment with Robin and Robin and Cody's kids. What does that mean? I mean, I don't know much. Probably, you know, they all funneled maybe their checks through that LLC when they were all together. Now they're not. Obviously, Christine started her own LLC for her Plexius business. Janelle's moved on. Um, I love the meme that's circulating around the internet that Cody... He has so much resentment and hate towards Christine over her hair. <laughs> that her hair is so fire and his looks like 
ramen noodles. That's what people are saying. And then the other thing is, is Cody Brown dating a 25-year-old waitress from Nevada named Amber Smith? Guys, I don't believe this to be true at all. This popped up on a TikToker's TikTok, at a TikToker's TikTok. And um, they apparently met at a casino. I don't believe it. We do know that, and I think this is by Robin's encouragement, because Robin's the one that loves polygamy. They are looking for new sister wives. That is true. Uh, They did actually get involved with a sister wife. You guys all know this. It's supposed to play out on this season of season 18, although we'll see. Um, But I I do think they're going to have like a a soft date with this woman. So I I don't know anything about this Amber Smith. I, I... I've looked, no credible news sources are picking this up. Some really shady blogs, but nobody is picking this up. Um, so I don't believe there's any truth to it. If anybody knows Amber Smith, tell her again. She needs to contact TSFS. I want to talk to her. Did she hook up with Cody? They're saying she and Cody are like going together. There's no way Robin is like letting him date a 25-year-old. No way. Maybe like a 38-year-old, like divorced polygamist, Maybe. Someone in their 40s. I, I just, I think they're going to play this game for another season or two where they're going to audition sister wives. They might hang out with other people. They might think that they're going to keep doing polygamy. But I think, I think that Robin and Cody are pretty united in the two of them being together. But anyway, I, I don't believe there's any truth to it. So there you go. Um, you guys, thank you so much for always listening to the show. You know, I have a Reddit. Just search The Sarah Fraser Show if you want to continue any of the conversations. Also, we have merch. You can find that in the description of this podcast episode. It's on Amazon. Amazon.shop slash The Sarah Fraser Show. All right. Uh, if you missed my recap of Sister Wives Season 18, Episode 9, it's on right now. Bye, everybody. All right, everybody. Sister Wives. I mean... <laughs> The greatest show on television. Does this show, I mean, it, it it takes you from, I mean, narcissist, child trauma, divorce. Is it good? Is it bad? Polygamy. We're done with polygamy. Mary's holding on to polygamy. I mean, we got it all. Season 18, episode 9 of Sister Wives, Battle Lines Are Drawn, was the title of last night's episode. Um, season 18 is so juicy. Now, look, last night, there were, there's always three major scenes in every episode. And I will say the chatter online is rather boring about this week's episode, okay? A lot of people say Garrison, you know, every week on, on the Sarah Fraser show here on my pod, I do these recaps of Sister Wives and we pick a winner. Now, last night's winner was Garrison, hand down, hands down, okay? Garrison, one of the children, of course, of Cody and of uh, Janelle her son. You can tell because they all kind of look alike, you know, to some degree. And he, you know, he really spoke up about the trauma they're going through, Robin getting involved. We learned more about those text message exchange. It was all really good. Um, But people don't have a lot to say about last night's episode. There weren't a lot of theories. Uh, There weren't a lot of like a lot of times people kind of go back and connect the dots of past episodes. There wasn't a ton of that. A lot of people felt like last night's episode was really sad, actually, because we saw a lot of the Brown kids, Janelle and and Christine's, talk about their estrangement from Cody. And then, of course, we did have a big famous line last night from Cody himself, which 
which isn't funny. It's not funny. I'm a bitch. It's not funny, but this man is so, he lacks such self-awareness. It's, um, it's quite shocking to see on television where he literally says about Christine and Janelle's kids, I want nothing to do with them. I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, they can never contact me again. This is, of course, after he alleges that the boys blocked him, Gabe and Garrison, who are both very emotional, by the way, about not having their dad so much in their life. So I, you know, let's well, let's break down the three big scenes, and then I'll tell you. You know, people have been calling for this show to be canceled for a while now, especially because they don't participate in polygamy. It's not going to be canceled because. Cody is actively seeking other sister wives, and there's a huge rumor out last week. I'm going to address this on Wednesday because that's when I get into TLC talk that, you know, there's apparently he is dating a new woman. Um, And, you know, Robin loves polygamy. Robin's like breaking down in all these episodes, not, I think, because she's very close to any of the women, except for maybe Mary. Robin's breaking down because she loves the idea, and she says it over and over again, of a polygamous family. She wants a polygamous family where, I'm sure, because she wants someone to take Cody off her hands like one night a week. You know, I mean, I, I think she likes, I think she's pretty crazy about Cody, but like, I think she wants a break like once a week. So anyhow, um, it's not going to be canceled. They are seeking other sister wives. They're going to on the next season's. You know, there are have been rumors, and I, I, I do think to some degree they're true that they're going to test a Janelle-Christine spinoff, but I think this show is ultimately stronger together, and I think they can stretch and get a couple more seasons out of, even if the families are divided, what the sister wives are doing, what's Cody doing. And now last night, right, we sort of introduced, will the kids become a bigger factor in this show and talk about being basically the products of now divorce and also polygamy is good. It's good, y'all. So three big scenes from last night, the dinner scene over at Garrison's house. We know that he's moving in with Gwen and Gabe. They're all going to live. He's purchased a house. So he has um, Christine and Janelle over. Christine cooks dinner for everybody. Um, The other big scene that's, which I, I think is interesting, right, is maybe setting up the next generation of sister wives not that any of the kids participate in polygamy, which that goes to show you how successful they think polygamy is. <laughs> but Savannah and Brianna. Now, Savannah is Janelle's daughter. Brianna is Cody and Robin's daughter. They go to the same college. They never interact. Big scene. Big revealing scene for a lot of reasons. And then, of course, the ex-anniversary party where Christine is whooping it up with her friends That she is, it's the ex-anniversary of her, like, leaving Cody or when they, like, first got together as sister wives. I I couldn't understand it because she celebrates, like, 18 things of separation from him. Like, the day she decided to leave, the hour. (laughs) She's on, like, 18 celebrations. So those were the three big moments of the night. I mean, this totally should have been titled, you know, polygamy divorce drama instead of battle lines are drawn. But... I get why, right? Cody drew the line in the sand. He doesn't really want anything to do with his kids or anything to do with Janelle and Christine, which is kind of crazy because at this point, we don't know that he and Janelle are completely toast. We have an idea, but last week they went on this episode, which was, they went on this date, which supposedly was so hot and heavy, they quit filming at one point. 
All right, so let's start with the Brianna Savannah scene because a lot of people have a lot of things to say about this. First of all, the biggest thing I have to say about this is Brianna is a complete spitting image of Robin. Looks like Robin, speaks like Robin, cries like Robin, use the same terminology as Robin. That's when I did think, oh boy. I mean, we have we really have separation of church and state here. I mean, we have, I mean, Robin has talked a lot to that girl. Because she she paints it about how hurt she is by the other sister wives, families, just like Robin does. I mean, it was kind of crazy. They don't speak. You know, Savannah has nothing to do with Brianna. Um, you know, they talk for like a moment or whatever. But Savannah is on the team of like blaming Robin um, and Cody and how they live completely separately. And Cody treated Robin and his kids with Robin and Robin's children from prior marriage, totally different, okay? So what's shocking about this is probably it's one of the first times you're beginning to see the same division, at least on TV, that you've seen like Christine Brown say about she wants nothing to do with Mary and Robin, right? She said that last season, season 17. She's like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need, to, I don't need any contact from you guys. And she hasn't had any, you know? It's been over a year probably or six months since they filmed that, and now it's been – Going on two years, she's probably had no contact with Robin or Mary. So, but Christine acts shocked that this is where Savannah and Brianna are at. You know, she acts totally surprised, can't believe it. Um, And then we go into the dinner scene at Garrison's. Now, people are praising Garrison left and right, which I did think he did a very good job. You know, Garrison says, like, I'm not even emotionally mature enough to really talk to Cody, sit down and talk to Cody and Robin about the division that they've created in this family, how Cody has picked a family over everybody else, has made us feel this way, yada, yada. Okay. Um, And I thought that was great. Then a little to the end, Garrison got a little annoying with trying to like, you know, didn't want to let Savannah talk, wanted to end the conversation. And Christine was like, well, it's your house. You know, it's like, well, these are still your fucking moms. Okay. If they want to continue it going, like, let's have a little respect here for our parents. He was like, I, I don't know. He got a little annoying to me at the end. I'm just going to be honest. Um, But, you know, they all talk about Gwen comes in at one point. Gwen says that, you know, Cody has made his bed, essentially, and Robin. And they get into this, they get into more detail about this famous text, you know, Christmas gift exchange that went south. We've never seen the text messages. That's a little annoying. Did it really happen? Show me the text messages. Show me what Robin did that was so outrageous and selfish. Instead, they just describe it, okay? Now, I do believe, I don't think that Gwen, I certainly don't think Gwen, I don't think the kids would go along with making something up. I just feel like they're too real on their Patreons, on their, you know, YouTube subscription sites. So I'm sure the texts are out there. I just don't understand how we're not getting any screen grabs of them. Robin's kids initiated the whole thing. Let's do our Secret Santa exchange or or our Christmas exchange where they all choose a name. They all get a gift. And then Garrison and Gwen and Savannah a little bit. And Gabe is there. Gabe is so emotional about this whole thing, about not having contact with his dad. You know, it's, it's so upsetting. You can see it, how, you know, distraught he is. And they essentially say that, you know, the kid's like, oh, Robin's family wanted to do it over Zoom. 
Okay. And Gwen and the other kids were like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, we don't want to do it over Zoom. Fucking COVID's like so... I mean, I don't even know anyone that's talking about COVID, except for once in a while you get a text from someone that goes, oh, by the way, I got COVID. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll see you in a few days, right? Or can we still get together outside? I don't even know. I don't care. Nobody cares. Like, Cody and Robin are just using that, everybody knows at this point, as an excuse to not get together with people. So that's where it starts to go south over this whole COVID thing. Still in the era of 2022, they did not want to get together. They wanted to do it over Zoom. And then it just goes south from there. The kids don't want to do that. So let's not do it. And then, you know, again, then they feature Brianna and Aurora in the testimonial saying, well, we then learned that the, they, those families were doing their own Christmases and we weren't invited. I don't know. They don't really respond to that. You know, they don't. I think that's actually correct, right? Janelle and Christine's kids, they all go and they have their own Christmas and they I don't believe Robin and Cody were invited or their kids you know you see the emotional toll that divorce takes which is ironic because then in the next scene with with the ex-anniversary party Christine is like basically telling the world get divorced it's the greatest thing you can ever do it's fabulous (laughs) and of course she wasn't ever really married so to me it's like it's very easy for you to walk away you don't have all the entanglement of you know Yeah, I mean, they were involved with some properties and finance together, but it ain't like an actual real divorce. So, I mean, it's easy when you don't have anything on paper, you can really walk out. But I think you see, I think what is interesting about this episode is you see how devastating this divorce and separation has been, how COVID changed everything, but really didn't because if it's this bad, all that was brewing long, long, long before COVID, right? We all know that. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting to hear from the kids, quite honestly, their perspective, which is, you know, very similar to their moms for the most part. Um, I always want to hear more from the quiet, quietest person in the room, which is Janelle. You know, Janelle seems the most pragmatic to me, honestly, in this whole show. But we don't hear a lot from her. She seems like the quiet observer, which is also what happens at the ex-anniversary party. So the kids kind of, they set the scene. Okay, but they also set the scene for hope, right? Gwen says, I miss Aurora. You know, Garrison says they're always welcome back. They're always, um, you know, welcome. We want to, you know, figure something out with the kids. I miss them, you know. So we know McKelty is sort of the olive branch, um, Christine's daughter, who remains very close with Robin. Robin was on Zoom while McKelty was giving birth to her twins. Apparently, Robin and Tony are tight. Now, don't you want to hear more about that friendship? I do. And I knew. I told you all. I told you all at that paint night party, like two episodes ago with Christine. I go, Christine does not like Tony. She does not like Tony. And that is exactly why. Because he is tight, tight, tight with Rob Dog, And she wants nothing to do with them. So I guarantee it is very hard for Christine. I mean, a lot of people are also calling last night fake, staged. They they hate that it's like not getting into the real dynamics. I mean, this dynamic is so hard to figure out. I mean, this is like fucking working for an IBM office. I mean, there's so many employees in this show. You know what I mean? It's like you can't keep up with the drama. Who hates who? Who am I supposed, what team am I supposed to be aligned with? I don't know. 
lastly, okay, wait, let me, let me thank a couple of sponsors. Oh my God, you guys, I, I love you. Thank you for frequenting my sponsors. I know it can be a lot, but they're amazing. Little Spoon is one of them. You guys, Little Spoon is a food delivery service for your children. Food is delivered to your house. You actually get to pick, by the way, the meals that you want. The best part about Little Spoon, they have meal options from babies all the way up to your nine, 10 year old. That's right. Baby blends are their fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees. They're biteables or transition to table finger foods, plates, lunch, or snacks, and they have smoothies, which KJ absolutely loves. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? So flexible, so easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I love ours. Like I said, I'm a Little Spoon user. They sent me a box and then I ended up customizing what KJ likes, which is mostly their mac and cheese, their smoothies and chicken nuggets. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. I love it for my KJ. You're going to love it for your kids. And it's the perfect gift as we head into the holiday season from the grandparents. A win, win, win for everybody in the fam. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with the time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks that kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS. Enter my code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's littlespoon.com slash TSFS. Enter our code TSFS for 30% off at checkout. Dame. We go from that to how did you get your kids? Probably with sex toys. Um, Dame is known for their fantastic sex toys, their lube cleaners, their massage candles, and more. Go to dame.com. Use the promo code TSFS to get 15% off. I love Dame. Um, I've been working with them on and off for years. They sent me their whole line of vibrators from their Ava, uh, which comes in a beautiful ice color. And I love their vibrators because they last a really long time. They're super easy to clean and maintain. The battery life is like off the charts, exceptional. Thank you. They look great in their partner play. Like nobody hates a vibrator. Buy one today. Dame.com. Use promo code TSFS to get 15% off. All right. Final scene. Um, the ex-anniversary party. Christine goes, I'm getting together with my girlfriends, including Janelle. I'm going to introduce her to all my girlfriends. And... We are going to celebrate my ex-anniversary of like ever getting – like leaving Cody. The day I decided to leave was the best of my life. I mean, I have I have a hard time like following the timeline. I don't know if she's celebrating like the day – she's celebrating the day, the moment that she like walked out on his ass when he was like, I'm not attracted to you. And she's like, bye. Finally did it. Get it, queen. Um <laughs> – so I guess it's like a divorce slash ex-anniversary party slash reason to get together. And I mean, it's epic the way she talks about Cody. It's epic. He calls her during the dinner. She's like, I couldn't care less. Like, what's this fucking ghost up to? Like, why is his ass calling me? Like, like I mean, oh, you got six kids together. Like, I think, uh, you know, truly, truly was spending the night there. I mean, anyway, she gets together with her girlfriends. And then, of course... Like, I do believe this obviously was prompted by um, producers. They're like, all right, Christine, like, or the friends, you know, they're like, ask some questions. Um, you know, tell us, like, you know, tell us about Cody. Like, are you all sister wives? Like, how does it work? Where do you sleep? Like, who, you know, who uses the bathroom? Christine gives them all the dirt. But I think Janelle is completely uncomfortable this entire time. Now, she says on the podcast she's not on the podcast on the show she needs to be on my podcast she says on the show because one of the women that's in the friend group goes you know are you uncomfortable with this christine no cody and i aren't in a great place so i don't mind i don't buy it 
she seemed very disturbed by Christine basically talking about what a loser Cody was and how she couldn't wait to leave. And he's the worst thing ever. So, um, anyway, she, like, she just kind of hangs out there. She doesn't say much. And the ex-anniversary party, I think, is epic. You know, like, and then Christine, they go to the confessional. And Christine's like, I love divorce. I'm advocating for it. If you're thinking about it, yes. Do it. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, I appreciate a woman who believes in her convictions, even if I disagree with them. I'm like, girl, I don't think it's that easy. You were not technically married, okay? Um, but I get the euphoria she feels. And she's right. You're going to be miserable one way or the other. You're miserable if you stay. You, you'll be less miserable probably if you leave. But it will be hard. It's hard to stay. It's hard to go. And the way she celebrates is is really epic. But I, I don't think Janelle loved it. Um, then I love when Cody basically talks about, you know, how he's been he's been married to four women and he knows that everything is a test. Basically when he's – because Christine is like trash-talking him at – this ex-anniversary party, and then producers are going back and telling Cody what she said, right, or showing her the clips, and he's reacting. And he basically wants Christine to keep his name out her mouth, and Robin's too, right? But that's not the way it goes when you're on a reality show. Um, And then we kind of, that scene transitions into a lot, right? Cody basically saying that he's been with these women, he knows everything is a test. Um, Janelle has a hysterical line about how most men fail at polygamy, you know, because they're they're not supposed to have a favorite wife. And of course, Cody goes, well, it comes down to loyalty. Who's loyal to me? Insinuating that Robin's the only one. And Janelle goes, yeah, they're not supposed to have a favorite wife. They're not supposed to stay at one wife's house, uh, you know, more than the other. But, you know, like most men, they fail. <laughs> it's such a good line. <laughs> and then we sort of see at the end, McKelty as this olive branch for the family. Like, and I love the way they're setting this up. It's almost like a lot of pressure on McKelty and Tony. Can they bridge the gap? Can they bring the kids maybe back together? Because the bombshell, too, of this Robin text message thing for Christmas is that apparently when it all falls apart that they're not going to do a gift exchange in person, Robin tells McKelty, tell the kids we don't want anything to do with them. That's supposedly where it's at. Um... And, you know, look, the preview is so good of what's still to come on this season. They they do almost like a mid-season what's coming up. It's really, really good. Um, I can't wait to see how it's – you know, I can't wait to see if we get the wedding as the finale. You know, are they rushing right now to edit Christine and David Woolley's wedding? Are we going to see it? I don't know. It, but I did think last night showed the – it showed everybody as a result of the divorce, right? It showed Christine being euphoric, the mom wanting to leave. It saw the kids, how devastated they are emotionally. They had this dad. Now he's not having a lot to do with them. Everything. And then also, why is this family that's now been on TV eating Cool Whip? Cool Whip is the nastiest shit. When they, like, had the key lime pie at Garrison's house and they bring out the Cool Whip, like, so gross. Ugh. God, it's so disgusting. Ugh. It's like eating Twinkies. Who still does that? Gross. No, it's not even real anything. It's not even real whip. Oh, um, and then we did see a little bit more of Mary. Poor Mary. I mean, Mary is holding out hope. I mean, this woman, I don't know how she's going to understand the word no. 
But we see, like, coming up in the season, she's like, I just want you to know, Cody, I'm – like, this isn't a betrayal. I'm not leaving because I still have hope. And he's literally telling her to her face, girl, I will never fuck you again. Like, I ain't sleeping with you in the barn dominium. I don't want nothing to do with you except for it looks good if you stick around from this idea of polygamy. She ain't getting it. She moved out of that carriage house, though. Thank God she's got that friend Jen and, and the husband Sean there. Like, thank God she's got them for friends. Like, I, you know, but Mary, Mary is. She's got a lot of Mel Robbins now, too. She's on TikTok all the time repeating Mel Robbins. So I think she's in a better place. Anyway, last night was back to, mm, but I do think it set the scene for, are the kids going to be bigger part of the show? The devastations of divorce and polygamy. Um, and the mistakes that they made, like living this polygamous life in public. All right, what'd you guys think? You can always find me on social media at the Sarah Fraser Show on TikTok, Reddit. Um, and, you know, by the way, um, what was I going to say to you guys? Oh, well, Wednesday, tons of speculation about why Gwendolyn Brown wasn't at Christine and David Woolley's wedding. <clears throat> it's gone wild on the internet. And a lot of people hitting me up. Is it true? Is this new woman? I'll tell you her name. Is she <clears throat> Cody Brown's new girlfriend oh my god and one other thing I forgot to tell you about this episode so the other thing is now people have transitioned from wanting the show canceled to just rage watching that's like all the chat online so did you rage are you now rage watching sister wives people hate it like they are they're so either team I don't really I mean there aren't that many people that are team Robin although or Cody um, although I do think people at times throughout this season have had some empathy here and there for Cody a little here and there, mostly for him actually finally telling the truth is what people appreciate. So, um, but most people are team Christine, team Janelle. Although people are getting a little annoyed with with Janelle, like the lack of, and, and you know, there's some rumor that she and Cody are still like talking now. Like they're still talking now. They might be trying to work it out in real life. But are you rage watching or do you want the show canceled? Does anything change for you? Anyway, hit me up at The Sarah Fraser Show. Bye, everybody.